What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB, Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is The Uncomfortable Hello and welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. I hesitate to get into this uncomfortable moment because uh, it is uh, really it's quite embarrassing. I don't know if I've ever told anybody this. <laughs> and now you're going to tell. I'm going to tell the world, the entire the world. The whole that, world. Yeah, yeah that, that watches this show. Your subscriber base, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it'll get us some more subscribers, but I guarantee <laughs> other people have gone through this. Playing golf, I was probably 19 years old. Terrible at golf then, still terrible. That's not the story. We're on like the third hole. We're playing nine. Um, we're on the third hole, and uh, I needed to rip one, so I just kind of, yeah, <laughs> it's, you know, your stomach your stomach was killing me. Needed to get that air out, and uh, I, I kind of thought this was gonna be better than the one you guys opened before. Yeah, no, no, no. So I kind of eased my. My way, you're 19, you don't really care anyways, but I kind of ease my way away yeah. from the other guys, just, you know, so they don't smell it. And uh, I proceed to rip, and it it was more than air that came out. So <laughs> the old liquid, the old liquid. Mercy. And you're on the third hole. Third hole. And I was, so, I was so embarrassed, which I don't really get embarrassed, but I was so embarrassed I did not tell anybody. And I just played through, played through the nine holes. That is the most uncomfortable six holes of golf anybody's ever terrible. played in their life. Slimy. Hey, at least you weren't thinking about like hitting the ball the wrong way. You were thinking that was the least of your worries. <laughs> exactly. I probably played the best round of golf I've played in a long time. Have you got out of your head? No, no focus on the golf itself. Yeah. Just yeah. How am I walking? Do the other guys smell what's going on down here? Yeah. This is very uncomfortable. <laughs> Welcome to the uncomfortable truth. <laughs> yes. Well, welcome back. Yeah. So happy. It's funny how those things come up. Like that was a long time ago. That was like half my life ago, over half my life ago. Yeah. But it was so uncomfortable that it I, stuck. I remember it, it's, it. It definitely stuck. Yeah. Literally <laughs> and <laughs> figuratively. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh man, we're gonna get into it and talk about Jesus today, not just bad stuff. Crapping on yourself. Yeah. Myself. That's never happened to anybody else. Oh, no. 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 Nobody else. (laughs) Nobody, baby. Not unless you're 87 and, you know. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. It's definitely happened to (laughs) most everybody else. It it has, but we're just going to make you think it was you. (laughs) We don't talk about it. Yeah. That's right. Listen, I don't care. Obviously, I don't care now because I just told 14 people. What's done is done. Okay. I'll open us up. Uh, Zach, will you open us up in prayer? Yeah, absolutely. OB will get started. We got Zach with us today. If you watched the last episode, uh, Zach's joining us as a guest, but this is Zach's fourth episode, so now he's kind of part of the team. That's right. right. So I like it. Obi's going to lead it after Zach's prayer. Let's do it. Lord, we just thank you for today. We thank you for the opportunity to just encourage and uh, strengthen each other, strengthen our listeners. Lord, I pray that anybody that's listening to this is walking through a hard season, walking through a difficult time. Father, they, they would... Uh, walk away from having listened to or watched this uh, encouraged and strengthened for life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Um, I'm going to tell, you know, well, I guess this this episode's going to somewhat 
uh, parlaying with kind of our last discussion. Um, you know, there will be some some commonalities. Um, but, you know, yesterday we had a district sales meeting. Um, I'm in the insurance business, and we were – we had district sales meetings probably, oh, two or three, maybe maybe four times a year, maybe once a quarter. Uh, it, it they're, they're long days of um, – they're long days of handing out, you know, the the previous month's incentives and recognizing high producers and um, maybe learning, maybe doing a little bit of training, learning about some new stuff that's coming down the pipe. Um, a lot of sitting, a lot of listening. Um, they're not the best days. They're, they can be boring sometimes. Uh, generally, they're always pretty boring, you know, because okay. you got most of the folks in the room are usually out and about running and 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 gunning and you know you're sitting tight trying to hold them down for a day that's right that's right so um you know more more often than not there will be a 30 minute session or so where somebody will get up and maybe tell a little story tell something get to get the 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 agency force um you know maybe motivated excited uh something to kind of propel them into the next few months until we get back together again you know so it it's um Yesterday, you know, we talk, we talk in, in, I'm sure every company kind of has a, uh, a slogan or maybe something, uh, particularly, I would say kind of in the sales industry, you know, of course, everybody has a mission statement that has a business, they have a goal in mind, but, you know, we kind of have a slogan in Texas Farm Bureau, um, and it's, what's your why, what's your why, you know, why, Ultimately, why do you uh, push to be better? Why do you, um, you know, seek to uh, to be better, to uh, to be the best agent that you can be, you know, so to speak? And and so I'm, I mean, they use that in the sports world. They use that in a lot of different realms, you know, a lot of different industries. Um, and you know, I've, I, I had heard it before, you know. Um, I think I think I heard it in a maybe a sports like motivational speaker. You know, it was like why do you why do you push to excel? You know, is it your family? Is it your uh, faith? Is you know, is it a collective? You know, is there a particular event? You know that that maybe happened in your life that ultimately gave you this passion? You know that this passion for whatever it is that pushes you to be better than the rest or better than you were yesterday. Um, you know, we had. Uh, a man get up and talk about um, yesterday about uh, an event that that kind of shaped his why his why on why he um, felt the need to really um, invest his time into taking care of families uh, like from from our standpoint from an insurance standpoint. Uh, in particular, life insurance. Uh, generally, those discussions are about life insurance because we we feel pretty passionate at Texas Farm Bureau uh, in the fact that life insurance is the most important product that we offer. Uh, we feel like it it has the ability to um, impact people's lives uh, more more so than any other product that we that we offer. And so, um, you know, we. Well, we we talk a lot about it, and it and it, it it's a part of just about every conversation that we have. And 
so much so that, you know, I, I, I feel very, very passionate about taking care of families, life insurance needs. Um, you know, and, and he just talked about how his, his father-in-law passing suddenly and, you know, his, the fact that he didn't have life insurance and that he had been a client of this particular guy that was talking for years and, and that he was, he was his second client, you know, when he had gotten into the business and, um, when he sat down with them to review their insurance plans and their insurance program, he asked them about their life insurance and they said, Oh no, we're good. You know, we're good. And we've, we're, we're taken care of. We've got, we've got, we've got plans in place to take care of us. Well, he goes on a couple years later, uh, to marry this man's daughter that told him that he is in good shape. And, um, you know, they've got, they've got their program taken care of. If something happens to him, that the family's good. Um, you know, fast forward a few years later, the man gets, um, I believe it's pancreatic cancer, uh, fights it for two and a half years, ultimately winds up passing away. And, um, and he just talked about how, uh, he had a $60,000, um, mortgage protection life insurance plan that paid the house off. And that was it. Mm. Didn't, Didn't have anything else. Um, on his on his like literally ten minutes before his passing, um, he told this man that was telling the story, his son in law, uh, to please take care of his girls, you know, uh, his wife and, and his daughter, and asked him if he could do that, you know, and and asked him if his affairs were in order basically, and and uh, you know, his son in law told him, yeah, yeah, not knowing that he didn't have the life insurance that he needed, um, you know, and, and so his why, uh, was to make sure that that never happened again with anybody that he ever sat down with, you know, that's, that's, that's his why. And, and I can't tell you how many stories that I've heard like that over the last 10 years. I mean, there are, I I mean, I've, I've heard at least 50 of, yeah. the, of those, of those type of stories, um, from people that I know, that I've known, that I that I interact with on a monthly basis, uh, that have that have been down this road, and and um, you know, it, I think about um, you know my what my why is for why I feel uh, passionate about going out and and protecting families from a life insurance standpoint, and I I was thinking this morning, you know, why you know what. What's my what's my why on why I'm passionate about uh, being a kingdom man, you know, and 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 why I'm passionate about trying to um, trying to make a difference in 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 this world for God's kingdom, you know, and and what's my why and and why do I want to be different and. Um, you know, I just think I think about the trials and and everything that we go through, all the all the tough things. I think about just situations like uh, the guy yesterday who went through. Um, you know, he watched his father in law pass away. You know, I know Shane. I know you've been through that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think about those trials and and we talked a little bit in the last episode about you know, just going to the Lord and praying through those trials and, and, and just seeking him and 
I feel like that we, uh, you know, we at, at the end of Scott's, um, yeah, Scott Scott was the guy's name, but at the end at the end of his um, discussion yesterday about talking with us, he talked about everything that you know the how he uh, how he kind of conceptualized everything after that after his father-in-law's death and and how he worked through it all and just the blame game that he and and the rough trials that he went through and how it's taken him years it's taken him years to step back and accept the responsibility of the fact that he just didn't do his job in that moment he he really didn't i mean he mm-hmm. if we're if we're being honest and he admits it yeah but it mm-hmm. took years for him to look in the mirror and mm. and to say you know what this is on me yeah you know uh you know i mean this is on me um you know and and i think about when we go through trials and and when we are our father-in-law passes you know or um or somebody in our family develops cancer or you know, we have a, a trial in our business. You know, we have uh, we have something that's going on in our lives. You know, maybe maybe marriage is struggling. Uh, maybe finances are just really tough at home. Maybe, who knows? Whatever it is, we, we go through these life trials and we know they're never going to stop. And we always want to reach out to the Lord to pray for the circumstance to change. We want God to intervene. We want God, we want God to, we know that he can, right. You know, it's like, we know, we know that he can change the circumstance and, um, and rarely do we get to a point where we ask God to maybe not change the circumstance, but change us, you know, and that's, and that was, that was kind of what God was putting on my heart this morning. Um, and, you guys may know some scripture to back back some of this up, uh, but I didn't. I didn't um, do my due diligence this morning and try to uh, get into the word this morning to, <sighs> to do it. I know. Obi, believe it. Listen. Uh, <laughs> so, going back since we started this podcast, there's four different personalities that show up to this to this room to this mm-hmm. to this podcast. My brother, who's usually pretty daggum prepared. Uh, if he's not prepared, he has some stuff prepared from a week or two ago that he can pull. Sean, who's been doing uh, daily devotionals for years. Four or five years Yeah, now. sending yeah. them out to people. So Sean's got material that the Lord's worked on his heart. Mm-hmm. Obi, who's never walked in here, not being prepared. Mm-hmm. And then you have me. And I'm like, uh, yeah. You go hey, first. You go yeah, first, and I'll yeah, play off you. That's right. You go. I, I, I'm always over. You go. You go, and then we'll talk about whatever you talk about. But we'll spin a different way. I'm so um, disappointed in you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love you. I bet you are. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm disappointed in myself. Uh, <laughs> I'm probably not any more disappointed in you than you are. <laughs> I am. I, actually, I'm not disappointed in you at all. <laughs> I know you're not. I know you're not. You know, uh, I just wanted to, there was, I was thinking about that this morning. I was thinking about all of that. I was thinking about um, my my buddy talking at the district meeting yesterday. And um, 
I, I was just thinking about life circumstances, and I was thinking about how uh, I I love music. Uh, music is is a it, it absolutely pulls me closer to the spirit of God. Um, you know, I, I feel His presence uh, a lot of times when I'm when I'm worshiping Him through music. You know, and um, I was thinking about a Micah Tyler song. You know that 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 um, there's a he talks for about a minute and a half before he sings this song, um, you know, and he talks about his house that uh, he, he it was during Hurricane Harvey. I think that he wrote this song, and he lives down in South uh, South Texas, somewhere Beaumont area or something, and he talks about having two or three foot of water in his house, and his grandmother had passed the week before, and they just found out that his brother had uh, colon cancer, stage four colon cancer, all like when this in the same week. And, and, um, you know, and he, and he, he realized that he had been p- praying for God to change all these circumstances and, and then it just like a slap in the face, you know, um, you know, he thought, you know, I'm asking you God to change all these circumstances and I feel like I'm the one that really needs to change here. And mm-hmm. then he writes a song about being different, you know, yeah. and, and, and he, and he, how he wants God to, uh, to to empty you know t- till all of one of the one of the parts of the song says uh till all of me in, is gone and all that remains is is a light that's so bright that the whole world can see that I want to be different and come come be different in me you know and 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 um you know it just that song uh it it just gets me every time you know that's uh, a, yeah, awesome it, awesome song it it is it's it's just an amazing song Anyway, um, that that's that's what I was I was thinking about this morning. You guys can feed off of it a little bit. I feel like I've spent the whole time talking here, but um, you know that's that's what that's what the Lord's been putting on my heart today. I think we talked about that, you know, in the last show as far as what you're going through, Zach, in your business, and and you know, just transferring that to life. It's really like when you're really really going through some some hard trials. It is difficult. To be like, change me. Yeah, that's that's I just not want to your sulk in the moment. That's not your natural response. No. No. It is. I am super uncomfortable in these circumstances. Get so, me out. Totally of it. suck. Get and me out. I, yeah, that's where our minds. That's where our, our human ma- minds, our natural minds, go immediately. And uh, you know, I, I I can't help but think about. You know, like Daniel in the lion's den. Can't help but think about yeah. uh, Job, everything he walked through. Can't help but think about Abraham mm-hmm. receiving a promise from God, waiting years. Yep. Also, trying to take it into his own hands, do it his own way, and screwing the pooch on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moses, how many years did he build the ark and get made <coughs> fun of by Noah? I mean, Noah, sorry. Yeah. How many years did he build the ark and get made... I don't like, know. I don't know. It was like like a hundred years. Yeah, it was more, like close it? to a hundred years. You talking about like you know, God? Like why? <laughs> there had to be moments where he's like, yeah, when the world had never seen rain, right? Like, and you're gonna like like somebody one day makes fun of me or says that I'm doing something stupid, and I'm right. like questioning they, my entire <laughs> existence. And here Noah is looking down from heaven, like, tell me about it, bro. Yeah, like I literally built a boat for a hundred years. Yeah, when the world hadn't seen rain in every day, people walk by. Like, talking you're, trash. You're an idiot. Like, what are you doing? 
you know. But I think that goes back to why we need such a strong word from the Lord. You know, that's why Noah built a boat for 100 years. It was like it was super clear from the Lord. And I think a lot of times we get into things in life, and when we get to these points where things aren't going our way, things aren't playing out the way that we'd hoped, we look up and we find that we just did it because we thought it was a good idea or we did it because we felt like the next thing for us to do or this is the next progression, this is the next step for our family or whatever instead of really getting clear clarity uh, from the Lord on it. And, and I think that kind of goes back to the last episode, kind of the good or God concept yeah. of, you know, we, we, as you know, we're, we're walking through a series right now in my student ministry called dust. Um, I called it dusty, like what it actually looks like to follow Jesus. So like when you're following somebody closely, you're always covered in their dust. Like you go four wheeling, you get your, your, you and two or three of the people are all on different four wheelers driving down a dirt road in the, in late summer, it's dry. You got to spread out cause you get so covered in dust that you can't even see where you're going. And I, I've really been challenged in a major way as I've dive, as I'm diving into scripture and I'm looking at what does Jesus define following him? What does that actually look like? And it's deny yourself, carry your cross, and follow me. Mm. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. Like strong words, right? Very strong. Uh, scary. Yeah. And so we we're through the first two weeks where I talked about what it looks like to deny yourself. What, what is, what's that actually look like? Last night I talked about carrying your cross and I started diving into this and it's funny because when Jesus said this to his disciples, none of them knew the cross that we know today. Like none of them knew the cross as a sign of God's grace, God's favor, God's forgiveness. The cross at that point was nothing more than a Roman torture device. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, Jesus said, you're going to have to carry your cross. And all they thought of was all the criminals that they've seen carrying their crosses on their way to their own death, their own demise. You know, and I started doing research on the cross and I started looking at like, what did it, what, that, what actually happens? It's like you get nailed to a cross, number one, which is brutal enough. You're, you get nails driven through your body. That's hold, the nails are holding you to this big giant chunk of wood. And then second, you're dying a slow, slow, painful death. And I'm like, so if I'm a follower of Jesus back and if I'm a disciple and he tells me you're going to have to carry your cross, not interested. Thanks. <laughs> you know? And, and so I started just diving and trying to dive into this more of like, what does this actually mean? And, and, and kind of what, what I found just through scripture and, and like all the different things that Jesus said, and I try to go to what did Jesus actually say? And he, he, there's the verse that says, any man that would lose his life will find it. But any man that uh, wants to find his life will lose it for me. And um, and and it all kind of comes down to, regardless of what season we're in, regardless of what uh, times or troubles we're walking through, it's like, I think sometimes... And if I can just be really transparent, really honest, we have really kind of screwed up what Christianity actually looks like. I mean, we yeah. we've we have painted this American version of Christianity where it's like 
you know, we're going to, we're going to look just like the world and have all the things of the world and celebrate all the things the world celebrates. And, and, but then we're, we're going to have our fire insurance, you know, we're going to make Jesus the savior of our life, but not necessarily the Lord of our life. And we, we basically, we're all strong-willed and, you know, and culture continues to push for this. We don't need to depend on anybody. We don't need to listen to anybody. You know, don't let anybody tell you what you can and can't be. You know, and it's like, well, that's fine in some regard, but the Bible tells us that our hearts are wicked, man. Mm-hmm. Like, that I don't have my best, I don't know my best in, best intentions. I don't know what the answers to life are. And, and as I just dove more into, like, what it looks like to carry your cross, it's uncomfortable. Like, it's just yeah. this uncomfortable life. And, um, Re- yeah, you read James. Right. Yeah. It's very, un- very uncomfortable the way yeah. James walks through what our Christian life should look like. Yeah. And we just, we get veered so far off of it if we don't get back in scripture and we get so, mm-hmm. so far veered off of it if we don't like hear the words of God and obey the words of God. That's also mm-hmm. in James. It's like, that's, it's so hard. That's why we naturally beg for God to change our circumstance yeah. and not us. Yeah, because yeah. also, and it's like, it's, there's like that scripture, and there's like that scripture, uh, I think it's in Proverbs or Psalms, where it's like seeing the wicked flourish. You know, yeah. like you look at these people that you're like, I know they're not doing the right thing. I know they're not yeah. making good decisions. I know they're not taking care of their family. And here they are killing it, driving my dream truck, living in my dream house, you know, all these things. And it's like, and there's a scripture in First John, and I read it last night, and it's basically like you, the things that the world cares about, God does not care about. I'm trying to think of, I wish I knew the verse, the exact location of it. But it's like, it's like the pride, it's basically like uh, the pride in possessions, like the lust of the eyes and the lust of the heart, essentially. And it's like the things that so many times I'm, I'm laying in bed, I'm like looking at trucks. And I'm like, man, I'd love to have this truck. <laughs> and I'm I'm laying in bed and I'm thinking, how could I make more money? Yeah, so I can get this truck. So I can get this truck. Ooh, buddy. And how do I how do I make more money so that I can get this thing or get that thing or mm-hmm. or and how many times have you actually got the thing that you were wanting and then about three three weeks to two months? Yeah, like, uh, like yeah, it's just I mean, a, it's, cool, it's, it's just a thing. Right. It yeah. always is just a thing. Yes. Yeah. I think if if I took this cup and I filled it with crap, dirt, let's just say dirt, and then I took holy water and I started pouring it in here, right? It's ne- it's never gonna be pure, right? I can I can it will at at some point be pure, but it's gonna take a long time. To just keep pouring, it's gonna keep right. overflowing. We where I'm getting there is is God can't fill my cup until I empty it. Yeah, and I can't, my heart can't be pure until I've rid myself of myself. And that's the opposite of what what, culture would tell you. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Culture tells us to fill our cup with what fills us. Yeah. Right. But that doesn't give us peace. The Bible tells us that there's a way that seems right to man that leads to death. Mm. And the reality is that we all have an idea of what we think we need. 
you know, what we think we want, what we think is going to make our life better, what we think is going to, and I find myself constantly, like literally all the time, having to, like, if I don't check that, mm-hmm. I'll just buy a bigger house, I'll work more, I'll continue continue to do the things that that are good things. And I, I just will continue to drift further and further and further away from actually like, God, what are you, what are you saying? God, mm-hmm. what do you want? It's because like, we continue to, when we, when we find those things, or, or they, they never feel right. They never truly feel, but they always entice. They, they entice. Oh, they're so enticing. Yeah. And, and we chase status. Like we don't want to admit it. No. Every single one of us yep. want to be revered as important valuable, smart, successful. Every single one of us want that. And we crave it to the extent that we will drive a wedge between our own relationship with the Lord and our own family sometimes to go work more, to get more status, when the only people and the only thing that really matters is what does the Lord have to say about me? Right. And am I faithful with what's God, with what God's given me? So we do that because that's how God made us, but he made us to... Do that for him, exactly. yes, for his approval, for and that's his, uh, and that's where we go wrong. Is we yeah. we we think we we think we're smart. We think that we've studied it longer. We think that we're you know we're, we're out. We're willing to sacrifice to get it, and it's like I don't know. I like I blinked, and my kid, my oldest son, was five, starting kindergarten. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, playing t-ball, right? Yeah. And have you had any moments on the t-ball field yet? No, dude. I don't. We don't have enough time to get into that. <laughs> yeah. Moments where I'm like, "What are you doing?" You know. <laughs> and again, quit making me look bad out there. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. It's all about me, dude. Yeah. Quit oh, being yeah. five years old. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Building sandcastles in the infield. Yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> but yeah, I think. Oh, I'm encouraged by by the story you shared this morning. Uh, about just, I don't know. I, I think that that life is life is a beautiful, complex, hard thing. And, you know, this podcast, we're trying to do our best to kind of r- sum it up in little bits and pieces every episode. But I don't know. I just, if I could give an encouragement to anybody out there, it would just be to, like, if you don't have a place that you can go, a time that you go there to get clarity and revelation from the Lord, you need that. You, like you, you have to seek it. You are not enough. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't care how capable you are, yeah, how matter. smart you are, how many degrees you have, how much success you've had up to this point. You are not enough to choreograph your life in a way that, that is anywhere close to what God would, would do. And so if, if, and I don't say any of this to condemn anybody because I have been there and I still go through dry seasons just like anybody else, but, uh, we have to get a word from God. We have to do what God says, uh, not just what seems right to us. The Bible is so clear that what seems right to us leads to death mm-hmm. and it looks good y'all. Oh, it looks good. Yeah. And if, and it's what everybody else is doing. You know, so why, why, that makes total sense. Yeah. And so. Yeah. It's, it's what a lot of people that we admire 
are doing. You Absolutely. know, you see, you see your, you see your like the person you want to be. You yeah. know, and they're doing that. You right. know, and and so you're right. You know, I mean, uh, but we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up with that. You know, um, I would just uh, just end with recognize that most of the time uh, it's not the circumstance that you need to pray for change for. You, you need to pray for God to change your heart, for God to change you, uh, to to navigate those waters um, in a way that, that he's revered, in a way that people can look and say, the only way that he could do that is with the Lord. You know, yeah. and and, um, and and that's that's my heart's desire. Um, you know, I I, sh- I stray so far from it, but I would just encourage uh, you to to get grounded in in your faith and um, accept that most of the time it's it's you that's got to change. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's tough to say, and it's it's really tough to recognize. Um, you know, but just uh, get in the Word, and uh, like Zach said get filled every week, you know, go somewhere Mm -hmm. because we can't do it on our own. Um, But anyway, that's all we got today, Shane. Do you want to be different? What's the lyrics? I want to be different. I want to be changed to all me is gone. All that remains. What's the next? Uh, Is a fire so bright? The the whole whole world world can see see. that there's something different in me. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Okay. Yeah. Do we really, are we really serious about that? Do we really want to be different? Do we really want to point people towards the Lord? If we do, then we have to, got to do something about it we got the only control that we can take is by letting go of control and letting him take control yeah amen hey uh if you would help us out uh if you want uh to share this with others uh, you can hit that share button like subscribe help us reach more people for jesus if you want to shoot us an email real uncomfortable truth at gmail.com go out and kick the day in the face and we'll catch you on the next one